Matt looks like a linebacker. He's all, oh, that's the that's best cute. compliment I've gotten in yeah. years. <laughs> Dude, this is Ramblin', your weekly Rams podcast that brings you inside of the team and news from around the NFL. I'm your host and team reporter, Serena Morales, coming in from Los Angeles, California. The Rams are wild this weekend, playing the Seahawks this Saturday in an NFC wildcard matchup. This will be the third time the Rams play the Seahawks this season. On the podcast today, you know him, you've heard him. He is a Fox Sports Emmy award-winning broadcaster. He covers the NFL, NASCAR, Major League Baseball. He loves a good sunset. He has great hair. He thinks Matt is a linebacker, just like us. He has a podcast, recently interviewed Washington's football team, head coach Ron Rivera. Check it out on the Chris Myers podcast. Tweet him at the underscore Chris Myers. Chris Myers, thank you for your time. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. And I, I love an introduction that includes my hair and some great, so great hair. Love I good hair. I appreciate that. And Matt looks tough. So I'm going to cooperate with whatever you need here. Right. <laughs> That's going to be the byline. Matt looks tough. <laughs> Matt is a linebacker. Let's get to it. John Wolford, he got a win against the Cards in his first NFL game. Great. Jared Goff still recovering from thumb surgery. Not so great. Sean McVay says he will make a decision on who's starting at, of course, 1.39 p.m., one minute before kickoff on Saturday. This should be interesting, right, Chris? Right. I, I love it. It's very unram like to have this kind of situation. Goff has been, you know, pretty durable and healthy since he's been put in with with McVay. Uh, but Serena, I'm a, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. And I think the idea that Cooper Cup and Andrew Whitworth can can be a part of things uh, will really help who, whomever it is. And, and I think you go in and who knows what what McVay look if, if Goff, is, Goff is healthy, even 80 percent. That's where the coach makes the decision. He's the starting quarterback. I, I was amazed as everyone was and impressed with uh, not only Wolford, uh, but with the coaching staff, the team. They won it on defense. Let's be honest here. They scored half the points. Uh, but this is a different team they're facing, although a team historically they've matched up well with and, and had a good a good record against. So I like the intrigue. It's a little bit what uh, Ron Rivera is doing in Washington by saying, hey, Taylor Heineke, I might bring him in, you know, uh, depending on Alex Smith, because it gets a defense guessing. I got a guy who can really run around, which the Rams have with Wolford, or a guy like Goff, who is, we know, a precision passer when – when healthy. So I think it adds a little more intrigue uh, to the game. Again, on the other side, uh, Jamal Adams, his health uh, is a big factor. I've seen the Seattle defense early in the year get run over, passed over. They were historically bad for their team, but the defense has gotten better. Their offense isn't as sharp lately, uh, but they always have Russell Wilson. So it makes for a, for a fun, a fun matchup. The weather could also figure in this, you know, range in Seattle we hear. So the, the grip of the ball with the thumb, if Goff has to go in um, is, is a concern. Yeah, and of course, it will be elusive up until kickoff, which always makes it fun, and I'm sure it'll be fun for Pete Carroll to prepare for the Rams offense either way. Um, the 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 interesting part, the overall matchup with the Seahawks, they have a much improved defense, depending on what goes on with Jamal Adams. However, the second half of the season, and then they kind of split the series one and one. McVay has the lead five and three over Seattle since his time taking helm at head coach. Um, but they're going against the Rams, who have the number one defense. So how do you kind of see just defense, defense? Who has the edge here? 
Well, I think I think look the defense to me, and and the, the biggest statistic, and I know we get caught up in in analytics and and uh, statistics, but the scoring defense is is the most important stat in, in terms of what I look at, and and I think that you know the Rams were tops in that. In other words, whatever you do, yardage, turnovers, if your defense gives up a lot less uh, than than what the other team, you know, than what your team can score, like we saw, you're gonna you're gonna win the game. So the Rams, I think, have the defensive advantage. Th- thankfully for the Rams, the crowd. You know, in Seattle, that that could have been a, a much bigger factor had they had that. You're still playing up there in their in their backyard and their weather conditions. I, I think this is the kind of game, and you know, we saw last week I, I, that the Ram defense is going to have to win. And and they had the turnover early with Wolford, but the Rams, you know, they can't be so conservative, and that's where I give McVay credit. But you also can't sit back, uh, you know, and 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 not, and not do anything. You have to protect the football. That's something when the Rams were at their worst, losing to the 49ers, Goff was not at best in that in that area so that, that's going to be a concern with you know holding the football the weather um but I, I i think the rams are going to run the ball try to run the ball well still have their moments with with their receivers especially having cut back and i think whitworth too will be a stabilizing influence in that huddle regardless of what the quarterback situation is but you know whether it's brown and cam Akers is very key here so they're they're gonna have to run the ball and if seattle really starts to stack and worry about the run well then things will open up and i think mcveigh is a guy who adjusts on the fly he's learned that from the super bowl mm-hmm. uh and and, and then you saw what they did against New England the last time they faced at least that defense. So yeah. that's how I, I see this game going. And then, of course, the other side is, and the Rams have done a good job of containing Russell Wilson. You know, Serena, when I did some of the Seahawks games earlier in the year, he wasn't running as much. He was throwing very well. But he's when he started running again like the Russell, maybe he was preserving himself for the right spots to get him in position to win the division. He'll, he'll do whatever he has to do in the playoffs. He'll run, he'll do backflips, and, and that's a concern. But I don't worry about Metcalf. He'll get Ramsey. The Rams have Ramsey there. Um, you know, and, and it's it's containing Russell, which they have had Brandon Staley, the first year coordinator who's getting some head coach looks uh, or interest, uh, ha- has had a very good plan. And the players execute that, then Russell won't be able to do the things that he normally likes to do. For sure. And, uh, you know, to me, the biggest thing was you didn't want to see the Rams wrap up this season with the number one ranked defense and not make it to the playoffs. So that's great. I mean, they've scored four touchdowns this season. Three of those came from pick six from Troy Hill. Uh, So, yes, to that point and to your point, Cooper Cup should be back. Michael Brocker should be back. Cam Akers seems to be okay with that high ankle sprain. So there are some playmakers that are going to come back, whether it's Wolford and or Jared Goff, to kind of, you know, be at quarterback. Plus, they do have Blake Bortles just kind of on the side. We don't know what happens there, but just an option is all I'm saying. (laughs) <laughs> That's a great point. Availability. He's he's been there before in the system, so there's that comfort level. He is a veteran. Uh, and then one other thing too. I, I don't want to overlook you know special teams. I, Seahawks are pretty good on on that in the return game, but the Rams kicking game. I mean, actually, actually both of these teams, but at least the Rams don't have to worry. Uh, they feel like and if it comes down to that kind of a game with field goals and tight defense, you know, Matt Gay has proven to be, and he's got a big leg. I saw him when he was drafted in in Tampa, and he seems to be mentally in the right frame of mind to hit the makeable field goals. And and so again, depending on wind and weather but that's it that's kind of a hidden thing in this kind of a, a game i'd be shocked if we saw a high scoring game for sure actually i do appreciate that because i've kind of talked about you know in the beginning of the season when they were trying to figure out the kicking situation it was sort of like an ever-evolving process now fast forward i'm like hey that was something you were missing and now you've got something pretty good with Matt gay so we should take that as a plus overall when you're coming to you know playing on all three phases that being yep. said the Rams defense, they are still the number one ranked defense in the NFL this season. Um, 
there's a lot of talk about obvious players, right? You got Jalen Ramsey, you got Aaron Donald, but is there anyone else, Chris, that kind of sparks you just overall on the defense that we should be talking about? Well, I, I think this, the safety play uh, inside linebacker, Micah Kaiser, I, I know yeah. that they had people step in, but when he was healthy and developing, uh, you know, he was a strength. Just the number of tackles shutting down the run so that it forces teams to, to, to throw. You know, and, and, and Troy Hill has done, you know, you said too, and I, play, he gotten better, I think, improved. And, and, and when he gets his hands on the football, or it's a fumble or, and runs it, I think it was like the 49er game uh, or, or the interception we saw, which was a tremendous return, right? So yeah. that takes some of the pressure when you can actually produce the kind of points you're talking about. So those are two guys that stand out because we know that Aaron Donald will be double and, and, and triple team. You know, Morgan Fox did a nice job stepping in for, for Brockers. So you get a little bit of rotation there if you, if you need to do more creative things like Brendan Staley likes to do. Uh, and, and, and interesting to watch the officiating in terms of how much they will call. And some Ram games I've done this year, uh, the analysts I've had have noticed that, that, you know, how much, and he finally spoke up about it. Um, Aaron Donald is held or in, in certain degrees and, they, and it's not called a, a specific place. So that's <laughs> something if, if he gets starts to get those calls, then the, the lineman, uh, and I don't think the Seattle offensive line is, is a power or strength of that team, even though they at times can really run the ball efficiently, uh, whether they have star players in there or not. But that's a, just another element that I think we can keep an eye on. Oh, we've kept an eye on it, Chris. We have <laughs> been sure. watching this part. Um, all Matt, right, by the way, send Matt after the officials if they get out of line because he has that line. <laughs> yeah, just get him on a Zoom and I'll just look at him. Just mm. Yeah, like, just give him that stare. Yeah. And you yeah, have not been watching. <laughs> he also, oh, he, if he's not a linebacker, he could be a linebacker coach because he's got, you know, the way he's leaning in, I, he, would, he would intimidate. Anyway. Matt, there you go. I'll you are getting all the compliments. And my resume is to McVay. I don't think he's going to be impressed with all my, my video <laughs> reels, but we'll see. Oh, man. Um, all right. Well, to what makes me happy, since Matt is very happy already, John Wolford, whether he starts on Saturday or not, he has a LinkedIn account. And I think this is fantastic because at one point he was working on Wall Street. He was in the financial business because he wasn't sure if he was going to play in the NFL, which is great. You always want a backup plan. And he is now the Rams backup plan. However, I wanted to share his resume that he has uploaded to LinkedIn Wolford of Wall Street, because this man is money. Okay, on his LinkedIn, he has quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams um, and his experience, professional athlete, Los Angeles Rams, present, one year, 11 months. The fire engines are going off because this is a very exciting segment <laughs> to our uh, podcast. He was a professional athlete for the Arizona Hotshots football right. team. He did right. that for three months. Then he was a private equity analyst uh, in August of 2018. He was then a professional athlete for the New York Jets. And finally, an investment intern at Verger Capital Management, LLC, in 2017, graduated from Wake Forest. He has some license and certifications in machine learning, neural networks, and thinking machines. So is there anything that stands out to you that is more impressive than maybe being a professional athlete for the New York or for the LA Rams. Well, I, well yeah, hey, look, having a brainiac at quarterback is, is a good thing. And a guy who handles numbers and investments, he's already more successful than the original Wolf of Wall Street who did things illegally. Uh, so at least Wolford is legitimate. Uh, this this Wolford of, of, of Wall Street and, and the Rams. I like it that he sounds like a regular guy. And I, I you know what? The other thing that stood out, stood out Serena, uh, and, uh, was this the previous game with Arizona was developing, how guys 
guys like Aaron Donald on the defense, right? Not just offensive coaches and players. Warm likes the guy because he he was quiet. He knew his place, but but he was studying. He was preparing. He and and that's what I think was amazing. Yeah, he was rattled a little bit through the front, but you, you don't know if you're going to get that chance ever. So and, and you don't want to pack it in. You want to be ready. And he was ready, and he responded in in kind of getting had had the support. But he's obviously he's a good teammate too. Now, does he have ability to quarterback in the NFL on a regular basis? Well, we'll only time will tell that. But he did, he stepped up when he had to. And I think he yeah. gives Rams fans more hope going into this game than they would have had before going into Arizona before we had the unknown. Now the other side is, and I didn't I didn't make a big deal out of this until coaches really told me that getting videotape on a guy with a team, you know, the defensive coaches for Seattle to study that. I always thought, well, you saw him in college, whatever, and, and there wasn't a lot on this guy. So now that Seattle can take advantage of what they saw. And again, this is where McVeigh on the Ram offense uh, will have to adjust some things uh, because they, they measure in great detail, uh, almost like a financial analyst, you know, okay, the guy, the guy's open, but when he throws the ball, does it have enough velocity on to get there? You know, to, when he runs, does he, does he run to this side? Is there a certain thing that our defensive coaches can adjust to? So they'll tear that, that last week's game apart. And that's where I like the idea of McVeigh waiting to the last moment. Hey, man, I might put golf in for a few plays, snap, see how he handles it. Well, I, might, I might bring in Wolford, who's a little more comfortable. He can take off and run, give him a little of, of uh, their own uh, Russell Wilson taste, or he can step back and, and, and heave it to, to Cooper Cup, who hopefully is in the game. So for the Rams sake. Uh, so, so I like I like all that. Uh, but I love a guy who, who uh, is his own guy. He's seen, and I think that kind of confidence uh, shown once the game got going last week. Uh, he's one of the guys, especially I've been around the Rams and talked to guys I have not ever met or talked to, but he's certainly one I'd love to, to chat with. Yeah, he's very respected, uh, plays against the first-team defense in practice yeah. every day. Uh, Aaron Donald said he's a fan. We're a fan of Wolford, so absolutely. Um, I could, one, clearly see, of course, Sean McVay's not going to give the goods away. He's going to be like, no, you're going to figure it out, and you're going to train for both quarterbacks. I could see Blake Bortles also getting in there. We yep. get all three quarterbacks, like one per quarter. Maybe we <laughs> put Aaron Donald in there on offense because I'm still rooting I'm for this idea. Ecker has an arm as well. Ecker has an arm. You got four quarterbacks. Put them yes. all in. A-okay with me. Uh, news from around the NFL. Trevor Lawrence has officially declared for the NFL draft. My biggest concern, is he still the sure number one pick or does someone sort of come up, maybe proves himself, you know, in the college championship? Well, I think Zach Wilson is rising from from Brigham Young from a from a professional standpoint, right? Look at a guy for college is one thing. How will he adjust in the NFL? He's a guy, but I don't think he's surpassed Lawrence at this point. You know, the, obviously the kind of year it's been, you give everybody a break. Justin Fields has come on, but when's the last time an Ohio State quarterback has been a star in the NFL? Right, uh, kind of like never. You know, and and the recent <laughs> Haskins situation has not been good. There have been guys going way back, Tom Zach and Arch Leister and and guys Troy. Smith who moved to receiver so I'm not knocking them I'm just saying if you're going to draft a guy that high he's got to be a franchise quarterback I think Lawrence has that kind of ability and I think he is a southern style fit for Jacksonville depending again upon who the head coach is so at this moment and I don't do a scouting like you know like everybody else does we have some time but based on what I've seen in a funky year and over the the hall of his career of just watching him as a quarterback and the mentality I mean look at what Joe Burrow did and he was a late riser to the top but you saw the 
the kind of guy he was. It's, as Haskins just showed us the opposite. You, you can't just have all the physical ability. You've got to have the mindset, the work ethic, the whatever, and get along with coaches and players, show them that you care uh, to be that kind of guy, the face of – you're really the face of a city sometimes, not just a franchise. So I would say at this point, yeah, Lawrence is still the guy, no matter the team. If you want a quarterback, uh, he, he would be the, the pick, at least at this moment. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of insane that if if the Jags get him and there's no trading or anything like that, you know, you get Minshew and then Lawrence and their hair game is just out of control. Like, that's, <laughs> that's another reason to root for them, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. That's my only take on this. <laughs> yes, you got from mustaches to long hair as long right. as produced for the team. But I think the, the quarterback, excuse me, the coach and GM is going to be the bigger issue there in, in Jacksonville. But that is a franchise waiting to explode on not only a – an NFL level, but kind of an international level, the way that they've played overseas under normal circumstances. Yeah, for sure. All right, Maddie, let's get to the social segment quickly. All right, it is award season, and I know you got to go soon, so we will try and keep it brief. But I just got to know, uh, give me your winners for game of the year and play of the year. Are we talking NFL overall or Rams football? Or uh, NFL overall is fine. NFL overall, yeah. wow. Game of the year. Well, just most recently stood out in my mind the the, the Baltimore uh, Cleveland game That's on, exactly on Monday. Exactly the game we Monday just night. talked about. Yeah. Yes, but I, I will say from so, so the Rams games, and I know they came out on the short end, but Buffalo is a team that's on a Super Bowl run, and I, I thought that Ram Buffalo game was fascinating. I, I got to call that in Buffalo, and, and they had the big lead. The Rams came back, got the lead, as, as they know, and then you know there was a strange again officiating call, strange whatever happens, <laughs> but it was but it was a terrific game. It showed a lot of of both of these teams, right, what, what they're made of. And, and that's why they're both uh, both in the playoffs. So anyway, that yeah, so that would be my answer there. Yeah, I, I agree there for the Rams. And even though they came up short, I do think that they showed a lot of uh, fight, which they've proven to be um, a positive this season. And then play of the year, I have to say, right, it's got to be the DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Kyler Murray. Murray. Yeah, the Hail, yeah, yeah the, the, the Hail Murray. Uh, and then they, they fizzled. It's funny after that. They uh, But that, yeah, in terms of watching on a grand on a grand scale. I'm trying to think if there were any other outstanding, I, I look at, I, I would say too, just the, the Ram, the Troy Hill interception oh, uh, from yeah. a defense, if you're looking for a defensive player of the year, yeah. and there've been some, uh, some other teams that have had outstanding, uh, I mean, you know, a, a Derek Henry. Derek uh, Henry counts uh, as a defensive and offensive player. <laughs> yeah. He just, he shoves people. He moves right, down. Get I mean, out he, of my way. Yeah. He's just, he's just entertaining uh, to watch. Uh, I'm trying to think we had a, uh, let's see, there was a 98 yard touchdown run by oh. Oh, yeah. Jones, the Bucks, I think that yeah, that, that stood out. So I was mostly playoff teams coming to mind, but yeah, that that's um, it's been a fun year. Just fine. it's an amazing year. The NFL deserves a lot of credit. The teams, the players, uh, and, and us cover them. We've tried to work and had great support from medical people, COVID production people, uh, COVID uh, protection uh, guidelines, uh, and and uh, those states and cities that cooperate. It's amazing to be got through without. Uh, there were postponements, as you know, but no cancellations without right. a bubble. This is amazing, Impressive. and they deserve a lot of credit and the commissioner for having the virtual draft. He started with that. We're not, we're going to push through this work together and, and they've done a, amazing work. So it's made it exciting. That's why this time of year is, is so much fun. It is. Something to hang on to. And you, and you hinted at it earlier. What's been very exciting, at least from the Rams standpoint is obviously the number one defense. We spoke to John Johnson just yesterday um, who spoke to the media and he was asked about Brandon Staley, the new defensive coaches is just his first regular season with the Rams. And so I wanted to play a quick clip of what he okay. had to say and say what from John Johnson on Brandon Staley. Yeah, okay. 
it's like it's kind of like you know when people mention Coach McVay, all he knows is football. That's the same vibe that I get from Coach Staley. It's like he's always working, he's always studying. You know, he'll shoot me a text at a random time of the day about something not even important, but just about football, something that he saw. So um, I think he loves what he does. I think he's you know really passionate about his players. He's a, he's a player coach. And um, he's going to put his guys in situations where they can succeed. He's not going to ask someone to do something that they're not really good at or that they won't dominate the game at. So he's really player-driven. He, he knows what he has, and he makes it work for us. So. Makes us work. That's it. And he's yeah. been so great, and it's been great to have him. Any just thoughts overall? I mean, you kind of talked about Brandon Staley earlier, but I figure we end on that because uh, the defense is killing it. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I Kevin Demoff, who I go way back with uh, with the Rams in the, in the front office, uh, I remember him telling me in the offseason, I said, boy, you added a really good, uh, some offensive coach. He goes, why do, do you get a chance to talk to our defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley? And I'd seen him around with the Bears covering that team. Uh, and then I sat and, and spoke with him this year, had a few chances, you know, uh, through through Zoom as face-to-face as we can be. And and it did stand out that that he has that great ability to understand a player's strength, put him in the best spot, and also delegate authority uh, to his other coaches and be hands-on enough to make adjustments, not at halftime, but after the first series. And, and of course, again, he, he's not stupid. He has the two, you know, with Ramsey and, and Donald, two of the best, but it's how he, what's impressed me is how he's worked the rest of that, yeah. those defensive players. So he, he has that head coach ability. Uh, let's hope for the Rams sake, he didn't go anywhere for a while. Um, but yeah, I was, and, and Sean McVay told us too, which later came out, that he's the only guy I know when I met him uh, that, that, that talked more football, loved ball more than I did. And said, so that's why I had to hire him. In fact, he told the story not too far from where I live. There, the four seasons out, you know, not too far from the Rams at Cal Lutheran. Off, he 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 was supposed to meet him there. I, I think still uh, uh, Brandon will tell the story. But he said like it was like six a.m. and like they wanted to like let's go meet there. And he goes, I just flew in the night before, and I guess and this guy wants to. But we did, and we we talked football nonstop, and we're still talking as I was headed to the plane. So so that bond has existed and continued. And uh, and I think Sean McVay is smart enough, like most coaches, to realize, hey, you know what? I'm an offensive. You know, he's a head coach. He's aware of things, but the offense is his ticket and it's play calling, but he it's a different team than that went to the Super Bowl and, and that we've seen in the, in the past. And especially here Saturday, very different situation. Um, so the Rams, you know, thankfully that timed out right with all the other issues that they've had to overcome uh, to have a defense like this and a coordinator like Staley. Uh, I, I think they're in the best shape they could be considering the circumstances. Absolutely. And you have given us some great hope for Saturday. Appreciate your time, Chris. Um, That's it. Another episode of Ramblin' in the Books. While you may not have been able to join us at SoFi Stadium this season, we cannot wait for you to step into the Rams' house in 2021. That place is spectacular. There's still time to be among the first to experience the new Rams' house. So make sure you purchase their tickets, therams.com slash 2021. Chris, thank you for your time. Oh, yeah, but best new stadium in the NFL, without a doubt. Uh, haven't forced it to go in there. And thank you, uh, Matt, and, and Serena. Thank you for having me on. And Linebacker your- Matt. Linebacker <laughs> Matt. And, and, our, and our hostess with the most is Serena. There you go. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. So <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Take care. All right. Enjoy the playoffs. See you. See you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.